0: All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for uh, checking out our digital panel, the recorded version today. Uh, Our goal is to help provide you with really a great picture of the partnership between RSI and Payne West, explain what that's about, um, help uh, all of our clients that are applicable, large employers or whatnot, maintain compliance with the Affordable Care Act, and then address some of the frequently uh, asked questions that we get um, on our end here at RSI and at Payne West and Integrity Asia on, um, you know, how does this work? How does this impact me? What should I be aware of? What should I be doing? Um, so I'm super excited. My name is Dan Jacobs, if we haven't met before. I'm the Director of Partnerships and Acquisitions here at RSI. It's a really long title, um, but I am... Pleased to be joined today, uh, first by Kathy Malcolm from Payne West Insurance, second John Slevin uh, and Shelly Austin of Integrity Data. You guys want to say hi?
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Hello,
2: everyone.
0: <laughs> Kathy spent uh, the last 25 years kind of studying the market trends, the carriers and employee benefits. And she really specializes in employer sizes of 50 plus. So that, uh, that growing company uh, and, and, and that mid-market range. Uh, Kathy, you're a broker at Payne West, and we're thrilled to have uh, your level of experience and expertise uh, as a part of the RSI team, as we really focus on the goal of helping our clients uh, have meaningful strategies to not only stay in compliance with ACA, but how to continue growing your business. And so uh, super stoked to have you here, Kathy. Uh, John and Shelly, work with integrity data, and we'll explain how these pieces all come together, but their firm provides the software that grinds up all this payroll data that RSI has. So it grinds up all the payroll data that in- includes you know, the employee hours worked, the wages earned, um, and then the type of benefits offered so that essentially compliance can be achieved. So, you're really doing the heavy lifting behind the scenes, John and Shelly, uh, working collaboratively with Payne West and with RSI, so that this whole picture of what benefits are being offered, payroll data, uh, can be combined and ultimately uh, keep our clients in business and, and avoiding fines, et cetera, et cetera. With that, let's get started. Uh, Dan to Kathy, as the script would say. I'm just messing around. <laughs> Kathy, for, for everybody that's listening in today, um, how would you go about describing the partnership between RSI and Payne West? And, and would it help if I brought a picture up on the screen to kind of give a visual aid? Sure.
1: All right, I think that question is very important, especially to Payne West when we look to partner up with different companies uh, to fulfill their um, uh, you know, clients' needs, you know, we look at all of that information and we take that information and we see if it aligns with, you know, our goals um, as a company. And three things always come to mind, which is the integrity, the passion, and the commitment. And, you know, where I really feel that RSI and painless and even integrity data You know, we all compose all three things because we really want to help the companies uh, meet their company goals. And by integrating all of the three entities RSI, PainWash, and Integrity Data, I feel like we're able to fulfill all of those things. So, again, you know, the integrity portion is important to PainWash, the passion, and especially the commitment to deliver upon. Uh, those things that they need in order to support their clients. I
0: completely agree. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to continue? Yeah, no, Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just, I was giving you an amen. I mean, you really, uh, you've, you've, you've embraced the RSI mantra of, you know, how do I help educate people? Um, Whether, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether we do business or not, you know, I want to make sure that we're here together and, and, and helping each other out. And, and I love that, uh, that you guys have embraced that with us. So uh, yeah, why don't you walk us through? um, I think my screen is shared. Can you guys validate that for me? Yes. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Um, So yeah, if you could, Kathy, walk us through a little bit of this, uh, this graph here of how we all work together.
1: So, uh, when we started to partner with RSI and Integrity Data, we looked to see the, uh, the components of you know, each of what you're both bringing to the table and how we can make this a streamlined, you know, auto-enrolled process uh, for reporting and offering a minimum of coverage and how this all looks. So in this little quick graph, you'll see that, you know, King West is the facilitator and the gatherer of all of this information, but we use a third-party administrator called Chemical Peak Administrative, and you'll see that they're kind of like the, what we call Middle Earth. And if you go to the next slide, I feel like it goes into a little bit better detail about You know the data interface between all you know three to four entities so we have technical peak that is actually gathering all of the information that we need from rsi via the payroll data and that payroll data is uploaded to our data interface and then we then forward that over to integrity data And then Payne West then receives a file feed of who actually is all eligible for the minimum essential coverage. And I know that Integrity Data is going to go into a little bit more detail about uh, the penalties and why this exists and, you know, why it's important to offer a minimum, at least a minimum essential coverage. So again, you know, the idea is to create a, an easy way to avoid penalties uh, that also helps for the employer to generate the IRS forms that are needed to supply every year, the 1095s and 1094s. And it also supplies real-time feedback to the employer that is an applicable large employer. And we'll get into that into a little bit more detail. But by taking all of this information, it's, it's seamless to the employer. We want it to be a one-stop shop. And again, we want to create uh, an easy way of doing business without a lot of uh, hands in the pot. So we, I think that we've created a perfect uh, platform based off of the needs of what RSI needs for their clients and what integrity data needs in order to support who's eligible and the forms. And then all of this is transacted via this data in, uh, interface. And it's all being uh, transferred, all of this data is being transferred via Pinnacle Peace. So you know, I Got think it. in a nutshell, that's kind of how it works. Um, and we try to again, keep it as simple as possible. On the back end, there's a lot of going on, but on the front end that a client would see, it's very seamless. There's really not much that they have to do other than agree to uh, letting us help you. So again, we've listened to the concerns of RSI and what their clients want, and we've also listened to what integrity data needs, and I think that we've brought a really great product to the table.
0: I completely agree. You know, when I was looking at this graph, I um, the the picture I had in my mind is an easy button. Remember, just boom. I want mm-hmm. I want this to work. Go and get out of being up here in my mind and move to back here in my mind so that I can focus on mm-hmm. my business. So, yeah, the, you know, I think you nailed it. There's a lot of moving parts happening behind the scenes, but for the RSI client. Um, you know, our clients don't have to think about all of this. We just wanted to at least bring to light uh, how we're all working together to make their lives easier. I think that was awesome. Um, you know, let's, and what's if, nice if,
1: about this is Yeah, that, go ahead. Yeah, you know, one thing that I did want to mention what what is really nice about this program is that you receive one invoice every single month for all of these services. So these are not, you know, a you know uh, all of carte, it's a one-stop type of uh, program that is really affordable. Um, and, you know, again, all that the employer has to do is open up the email, verify that those employees are actually eligible, let us know if somebody needs to be terminated, and then we take it from there. So again, there's really, as you said, Sam, like just a, an easy button. You just open your email, see who's eligible, and then the bill is paid, and then you're off and running, and there's not really much more than that that you have to do.
0: Right on. I know we'll, uh, we'll kind of get into a little bit of the weeds on ACA in a minute, which is, you know, part of why this whole thing exists, um, or certainly a, a large driver for it. Uh, a lot of people I talk to, uh, Kathy, um, you know, as I've had to learn myself, they don't know uh, some of the terms and, and the acronyms. Um, can you help us understand what a MEC plan is? Because that's, that's certainly on here, and, and that's a core part of this program that we've built.
1: Right. So there's terms out there. There's uh, one that is called minimum value, um, minimum essential value, and that's usually like a um, – a bronze level plan that you buy from a health insurance carrier and it covers hospitalization, office visits, et cetera. And, it, and it's fairly expensive. But then there's another program called minimum essential coverage. And, and, and what this does, and I always use this terminology as, it's called a skinny plan. And a skinny plan that covers one of the 10 essential benefits. And this is designed to help the employer stay out of Part A penalties. And we'll get into that a little bit more with uh, integrity data. And then there's also the Part B penalty, So it potentially gets the employer out of Part B penalties. And I always reference and, and use analogy is if you had the skinniest pair of jeans that you could possibly buy and you're trying to squeeze your whole body in it, like, how much can you really get in that? And so a minimum essential coverage, aka Skinny Plan, again, only covers one of the 10 essential benefits, which is preventive care. And that is uh, completely um, affordable. It meets the standards for the health insurance. And I know that you know a lot of feedback that I receive is that it doesn't cover enough. And... You know, I always advise employers that who are just now kind of getting into the game of offering health insurance, uh, you know, I always ask, well, what were you doing before? So, the, again, the idea is to get the employer compliant with the ACA rules, make it affordable, but it also helps an employee, you know, up until this end of this year, it helps the employee also get out of the individual mandate penalty. And in 2019, of course, that individual mandate penalty is going away, but the, uh, the responsibilities for an applicable large employer still exist. And so I feel like a lot of employers are still wanting to comply. They want to comply, but they're afraid of that affordability. And so, this is a a kind of like a stepping stone to get them into the understanding of what, you know, how an ACA plan works, what type of plans are available, you know, what is your budget. And so, for this minimum essential coverage, it again, it does meet the affordability testing standards uh, for a minimum, you know, like for a health insurance plan.
0: Uh, That was great. And I I do, I can appreciate the conundrum between. You know, I want to I I want to be compliant. I have to be compliant Um, and I also want right to be able to offer uh, Benefits to my employees because I want a competitive workplace. I want, you know, I care about my people uh, that we're they're all part of my team Uh, Our success is, is dependent on each other and and so it's it's tough because restaurants just operate off of slim margins and so while desire may be here Uh, Reality might be here and it's it's uh, it's a challenging approach So I appreciate you kind of giving us the the color context on on a minimum essential coverage plan Hopefully I got that right and and also uh, you touched on something else Which is is why I'm really glad that John and Shelly are here um, As kind of experts in the Affordable Care Act um, If you will so uh, the employee mandate has gone away or uh, not employee. See, now I messed that up. The individual mandate is going away. Um, So is, I guess the big question is, is the Affordable Care Act still relevant, John and Shelley?
3: Dan, yeah, it is. Um, You know, since the get-go, you know, the IRS and the government put this in place to make sure that, you know, the insurance of individual employees are are provided. And so it's not going away. In, In fact, even with the mandate even with even with the uh elections coming up this november uh that will not change so you know you're starting to see organizations get penalties uh the letters that have come out are called 226 uh, and there is some substantial dollars associated with those penalties Two organizations that have not complied with the IRS, meaning they've not offered the insurance, nor have they reported what they have or have not done. So it is not going away anytime soon. Um, and with that, you know, we'll we'll get into a little bit of what those penalties really could stack up to uh, in the organi- for organizations. And and the restaurant industry, like you say, Danny, is is very volatile, and it's it's hard to kind of keep control and manage the hourlies who's insured who's not insured who should I offer this insurance to and who should I not so but it comes down to it's not going away it's still a mandate employers have to comply and the tool that we provide like you said early on grinds up that data and makes sure that uh, employees that are eligible do get that offer of coverage
0: yeah that's cool I, uh, I I brought up the screen again to give us some visual aids and and kind of walk us through a little bit about the fine structure. I mean, um, you know, I I see numbers on here that kind of rock my world. So um, (laughs) Shelly, if you don't mind, can you walk us through this a little bit? Um, Because all I see is numbers that that start to impact, you know, uh, myself and obviously our our clients. Um, So yeah, help us understand what we're we're facing today. and, And is it real?
2: Absolutely. Um, So there are two types of penalties around the ACA requirements for employers. So the first penalty is completely surrounded around non filing. So that penalty will kick in if you don't comply with the yearly IRS filing requirements around ACA Um, and it's not really the the penalty that's reflected here um, on this slide. But that particular penalty is being followed up currently with letter 5699, um, and that is a non-filing penalty letter for uh, filing year 2015. Um, So the IRS, you ask if it's real, yes, they are now following up with with letters to try to enforce those penalties. Um, But the two uh, penalties that are reflected on this slide are the coverage penalties. So these penalties will kick in when you don't fully comply with the actual employer mandate of having to offer health coverage at the right time to the right people. Um, So these are the penalties we're talking about here. We can talk about them a little bit more. Um, The first one is the sledgehammer um, and the lesser penalty of not offering compliant coverage or offering unaffordable coverage is referred to as the tack hammer penalty. And if we go over to the next slide, I can kind of talk about them a little bit more. All right, perfect. So the trigger for the sledgehammer penalty is the IRS finding through its data crunching that an employee who was eligible for an employer-sponsored plan did not get an offer of health insurance. Um, as a result, uh, to meet the individual mandate, they sought coverage on an exchange, got a subsidy or a tax credit for that coverage. So those are kind of the the things that trigger the IRS finding out about this, noncompliance. So this example on the slide, how we got to $162,400, which is astronomical, (laughs) um, would be, for example, if you have an employee that was eligible for coverage in a certain month and your 1095C reporting for that tax year shows that no offer of coverage was made to that employee in that month. The penalty you're facing is $193 multiplied by all your ACA-defined full-time employees. So that's for that month and for all of the months afterward in that tax year in which you did not offer coverage. So just to kind of bring this to life, if you have 100 full-time employees, you offer them no health coverage in uh, calendar year 2018, your penalty is going to be $162,000 400, or sorry, 162,400, sorry, got a little tongue tight. Um, and that's if one of those employees got subsidized coverage on the exchange at the beginning of 2018. So just remember that 193 multiplier you see on the bottom line is per employee and per month after applying the exemption. Um, and that exemption is the first 30. So if you have 100, the IRS kind of gives you a little bit of grace and says you can subtract the first 30, but we're still going to uh, tag a price on the following 70.
0: Got it. Got it. And this is, again, for someone that's just, they're doing nothing. Um, they're not mm-hmm. offering anything, right? And, and yet they right. hit that threshold. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's that's a game changer, like a game over game changer. Yeah. All right. Talking all right. through the people that are offering something, um, but maybe I well, I'm not going to steal your thunder. Explain the tax. No, no, hammer.
2: you're good. So this other penalty, the tax hammer penalty, is like you said for that employer who's choosing to try to comply, um, maybe just not fully. So you're probably, or you may be offering a health plan that does not meet all of the ACA standards, either for quality or affordability. Um, So, in this case, you still may be at risk for the ACA TAC Hammer penalty. So, essentially, the same concept applies to calculating this penalty. Um, It is $3,480 per year per employee, or you can divide that out per month to $290 per month per employee. So, if you, as an employer, offer coverage, but the plan did not meet ACA standards for affordability and quality, Uh, Meaning it either did not meet minimum value or was not affordable under the ACA and an eligible employee went to an exchange and got a subsidy, then the penalty you're facing is the dollar amount multiplied by the number of eligible employees who got exchange subsidies. Um, So this particular penalty cannot go up, it can go up too, but it cannot exceed the sledgehammer penalty. So whichever is the lesser of the two is what the employer would be responsible for.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, both of them are are pretty nasty. Still, fully <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't
2: want either one. I don't know about you. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, okay. So then,
2: so right, let's gotcha. go here. Now you
0: can walk us through what the penalties are versus what you could do if you were proactive. Got it.
2: Right. So as you can see here, I think that this graph kind of tells it all. Um, you know, both penalties could be definitely game changers for an employer. Um, to have to come out of pocket one hundred and sixty two thousand or one hundred and seventy four thousand either one um, it 's definitely not worth it if you have an option to comply by going with um, you know participating in painless mech plan it 's much more affordable much more affordable than either of the penalties um, that we talked about um, it, not only will the participation ease the potential financial burden of an IRS penalty, but it will also ensure that you are at least in compliance with the ACA, which is what Kathy talked about earlier.
1: I think what's important to note about the penalties for the MEC is that the penalties are not a tax write off as a business expense. The MEC plan is a complete write off as a business expense. So it's low cost, yeah. business write off um and i and i think you brought up some really good points about offering coverage you know you have to offer coverage to what what is it 95% of all those that are eligible correct yes mhm that's correct yeah
0: so i no.
1: i i just think it's important to understand the differences and and when i do talk to a lot of employers that you know are comparing well, you know, I, I've been told by some employer groups, uh, well, I'd rather just take the penalty. And I'm thinking, well, wouldn't you just want to be able to write <laughs> off a plan instead of taking the penalty, which is not a write off? And I think that there's yeah. that misconception out there, uh, probably because they, uh, maybe their tax uh, accountant or whatnot, I maybe hasn't advised them, advise them uh, that they cannot write that off.
0: But I think it's an important uh, thing to note. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I love it. That gets back to our core mission. Let's educate people. Help them uh, uh, look, at, look at things in the way they need to be looked at. In this case, uh, yeah, write-off versus uh, just a, a penalty. Um, man, no good. Well, thank you, Shelley, for giving us this. I basically just want to go put my head under sure. a pillow right now. Right. But um, yeah, so I guess if we kind of wrap up, um, you know, Kathy, why don't you talk us through a little bit of some of the, uh, some of the frequently asked questions we get, um, you know, uh, again, that was pretty, pretty scary intent <laughs> to look at what the, the penalty potential could be. So, mm-hmm. you know, as you've been talking to different RSI clients about, um, you know, ACA and what this partnership is about. Can you kind of walk us through some of the things that you're normally hearing and, and put into perspective? I think it would also be very helpful for, for us to all understand, uh, what is it going to cost me in terms of, you know, time, treasure, and talent?
1: Sure. So the, the MECH plan, you know, some of the things that I, I do get asked is one, what is the coverage? And, you know, I'm very, Front and honest. And as you pointed out that, you know, there's a slim profit margin for restaurants. And so we really wanted to be able to um, design a plan that is helping, you know, again, the employer to meet the um, ACA requirements. So some of the questions I get is, how much does it cost? And the cost is $69 per enrolled employee. So, for example, if we use Sally's example of 100 employees, and let's say, for example, there are um, 20 employees that are part-time, not eligible, 20 employees that are managers or supervisors, but what about the remaining? I can't remember what that's 40, so that would be 60, uh, 60 eligible that is not a manager, and so I would say it's those that are willing uh, and enrolled to participate in the MEC plan. So an employer could pay 100% of the $69 for those 60 employees, but we also take into account that some employees have other coverage, maybe through their spouse, maybe they have an individual health insurance plan, maybe they're Medicare eligible, so those people can certainly wave off the plan. So, you know, in essence, we could have 30 people on a MEC program and we're charging for 30, but we are uh, processing all of the data and and creating the 1094s and 1085s for all 100 employees, but only charging for the 30. And I think that's a um, one of the misconceptions initially when we rolled this out that they thought that we were gonna charge $69 for all 100 employees. And the answer is, it's only for those that are enrolled. So it makes it extremely affordable to an employer because then you're only paying for those people that are enrolled, but you're getting the services for all of 100 employees for the tracking module under integrity data. Another question that I do get, Is, you know, can an employee have an individual plan and the MEC plan? And I always say absolutely because we know that the MEC only covers preventive care. It doesn't meet 100% of all the employees' needs as far as um, I need hospitalization or office visits and, you know, prescription. So I do encourage people, if they do need something that's more robust in a health insurance plan, definitely get an individual health insurance plan, uh, but certainly for the employer, you want to make sure to have this MEC plan and cover those people under a MEC plan uh, for those that want to participate, because in the event that employee no longer can afford the individual health insurance premium, this is a fallback, at least for, you know, from 2015 to 2018, where it was required uh by the individual mandate to have some type of coverage so at least it's getting them out of uh that individual mandate penalty even for the short while from like you know october through december 31st in this example so you know those are some of the questions uh i get the question about uh does it include cover administration and i say absolutely it includes cover administration includes the forms it includes uh, the MEC plan and so you know once that person gets the, the understanding and the ease of how this program works I think a lot more people are willing to jump on to this because it is an affordable option but so those I, are I, some of the I guess
0: no that's great and, and I completely forgot about Cobra and all the other elements that go into now that you're offering health care what else does that open you up to um, and once again I'm going to keep going back to it. It's the easy button, right? All you got to do is press it. And yeah, there's a cost to it, but it's, you know, we've done our best uh, and put our best foot forward on keeping the cost manageable. Um, and then working here at RSI, how do we, look, we, we know we've got to maintain compliance um, for our clients. We've got to make sure that that is achieved. But then operationally, how do we help you with strategies to maintain profitability, growth? Uh, reaching your other goals, and I love the fact that we're all teamed up here together to to do just that. Um, to be mindful of the problems, but then also to present solutions. And, and they're not necessarily the easiest solutions or the easiest problems to work on. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, we start to solve other. I think even softer things too, right? Like, um, you know, every operator I know about that that comes onto the scene today you know, company culture and workforce culture, and and these are all hot topics because of the competition naturally, as well as, you know, where do people wanna work? You wanna work at a place that, um, you know, provides benefits, et cetera, et cetera. So um, this is a step forward in our industry here in hospitality at being able to uh, help uh, maintain a competitive landscape, right, And, and keep up with the workplace trends uh, that, are, that are really uh, essentially out there for, for the masses today. So I love that we've been able to uh, accomplish that and, and work together on that, Kathy and, and John and Shelly. And I really can't say thank you enough for your time. If, if there's anything you want to add, let's, uh, let's throw it in there right now.
1: I think one thing that I would actually uh, encourage an employer to, um, is to reach out to me because there's just so many what ifs and questions and, you know, they could be told one thing or another. And I just feel like, you know, if you present the question, you know, I may not have the immediate answer. Um, I don't know everything about everything. I, you know, we try to experts. (laughs) <laughs> well, try to be experts in our field, and I just feel like it, it's helpful for a non-biased person to kind of go through what some of their decision-making is. And, you know, I've, I've talked to many RSI clients where they're really trying to get an understanding, they're comparing plans, and, you know, one thing to note is that we can operate in all 50 states. And even if you have a restaurant over in Texas uh, and Colorado, how does that look? You know, our platform that we've designed can accommodate sub-billings. It can accommodate multiple tax ID numbers. And, you know, with the partnership with Integrity Data, they make it possible to be able to collect all of that data regardless of location. And so you're not having to buy a plan over in Texas and buy a separate plan over in Colorado. You can have everything under one roof. So I always just encourage everybody just to reach out to me if you have any specific questions um, or scenarios that you wanna run through me. You know, absolutely, you know, that's part of our commitment uh, with RSI is to help the clients understand what's available to them and, you know, and and help them kind of transition into being a, um, uh, compliant with the ACA requirement.
0: I think that's great, Kathy. Thanks for, uh, putting that out there. What is the best way for people to reach you?
1: You know, they can, you know, I do travel a lot. So, uh, I, you know, I freely gave out my cell phone number, and they can also reach out to me uh, via email, so we can schedule a conversation, a time to to get together. And you know, I I, I try to be as accommodating as possible for different uh, areas of the the country and the time zones. So you know, I I'm available, you know, via email or uh, you know, phone call or text, uh, you know, whichever works for you. Know.
0: Right on, thank you. And uh, for anybody that's interested today, if you watch this or you watch it later, what have you, uh, you know, by all means, you can reach Dan Jacobs at RSI here at 303-458-1204. Um, my cell number is 206-799-2154. Happy to uh, walk you through any other details that you have. But um, again, I, you know, the subject matter expertise on this call today, is what I love to showcase, right? There's no one person that can be an expert in all aspects of this monster. Um, so having somebody that understands benefits and understands what insurance packages or you know, opportunities exist, having someone that is, is a subject matter expert in the grinding of the data and understanding what we need to be looking at with variable term uh, employees or variable time employees and and the the fact that our business just has a, a tremendous uh, transient nature to it, right? People coming and going. How do we factor all of that in? We have the expertise combined here to help our clients succeed. And uh, I'd encourage you to reach out to me, and we'll we'll get uh, a conversation going. Uh, nothing ever hurts to to have a you know 15 minutes, a cup of coffee, and 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 learn a little bit about uh, what we've got going on over here. So, thank you, John, Shelley, Kathy. Uh anytime really for sure.
3: Yeah, thank, thank you. you thanks, Kathy. All
0: right, yeah, take
1: thanks care now. guys. Thanks.